Hi, everybody. Welcome to Viewpoint. The other day, I wrote a piece about soft skills versus technical skills in the time of COVID. And one of the folks that contributed uh, some information to help me produce that article was Clay Dyer. Clay is a corporate trainer, lots of experience under his belt working with many corporations, a uh, speaker, and a writer. And I asked Clay to join me today on Viewpoint to talk a little more about soft skills, why they're important, and so forth. So Clay Dyer, welcome to Viewpoint. Thanks, Fred. Thanks for having me. You betcha. So let's just dive right in. Uh, we're talking about soft skills. What are the top three soft skills that corporations still need, want, desire, and try to recruit for? Uh, good question. We did. I was involved in a project uh, about three years ago where we surveyed 127 um, corporations from across a variety of sectors, asking them exactly that question. What are the soft skills? What are the skills you feel you're going to need in that next generation of leaders, the leaders that are going to carry your companies through, you know, the struggles, the adaptions, everything that's going to adaptations, everything that's going to happen over the next decade or so. Their answer was fascinating. The three top skills they identified were communication, not surprisingly, right. critical thinking, right. and relationship building. What surprised us was the technical side. The hard technical skills yeah. came in at number five. No so they were really, really pointing out that soft skills, as I think you and I agree, yeah. are, that, are that future skill set that we're not developing yet and that are incredibly important in moving forward into a global market. One of the things I say, Clay, is to, to our clients is, you have to play well with others. Would you hire somebody on your team who just was a disruptor? No, you want somebody that's a leader who can build exactly. teams and build people and reinforce structure in that, in that regard. And so you gotta play well with others. I, I appreciate the fact that you can code it do any kind of code but if you, if you can't communicate <laughs> you know that doesn't help the team overall exactly what, what, I, what i like to say when i'm working with clients is exactly that is that you can be the greatest x in the world you can be the best engineer the best coder you can be the best basketball player or football player that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the best leader of a team of engineers or the best manager of a team of players it means that you have a very refined and honed skill set in that area, a technical area of expertise. Leadership skills, management skills are a different set of skills altogether. And I think that's one of the, the, the misnomers that business needs to continue to work around is that, you know, Fred's a great engineer, therefore Fred is going to be a great leader of engineers. And it, had, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily equate. I had that experience a number of decades ago when I first got into the private sector. Um, somebody said, Bob, oh gosh, Bob is a great salesperson. Let's make him sales manager. And uh, within a year, he was gone. Yeah, uh, Bob, so Bob didn't have the skills ready to lead people. And people are complex animals. People are right. complex animals. And you get a group of people together, and that is even, you know, that's exponentially complex. So having those skills to communicate and play in the sandbox, as you say, are, are essential. This may be a little self-serving, Clay Dyer, but I wrote a paper on um, managing multi-generations under one roof. We have five now under some corporate roofs. 
So I wanted to ask you, do soft skills impact various generations of workers differently? How does that, that work? Absolutely. The, the next generation, the generation of workers coming into our businesses have different expectations than people in my generation and your generation ever yeah. had. Uh, they expect those soft skills to be there. They expect um, skills like empathy and communication to be part of the leadership structure. And what's interesting, and I, I do a lot of work on attraction and retention of talent, is that if you don't meet those expectations, their sense of loyalty isn't as deep as ours was immediately. They don't go into a job saying, I'm here you know, for the next 15 years, they go in saying, I'm gonna try this out. And if the leadership style doesn't align with what I believed or was led to believe it would with this company, or doesn't align with my own expectations about how I like to be led, they're not gonna hang around. And then you get into this cycle of hiring and rehiring and retraining, and that's costly. So what I like to say is that the soft skills are not only good for people, which they are, but they're also good for business because they let you attract good talent and keep that good talent in-house and develop it the way you want it developed rather than getting into this costly cycle of replacing people because they hang around for you know, six months, a year and a half, but then they're out the door because another opportunity comes up that seems to align better with the way they like business to be run. You know, I was in conversation the other day, and then you and I were too, about how this impacts business schools, because they, they are so quantifiable and so measurable, and everything is statistically validated and all of that. And I, uh, what are they doing, in your opinion, because you work in that environment as well, what, what, do, you, what do you think they're, they're, they need to do in terms of soft skills and incorporating those into their business programs? Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're doing a better job. I really do. They're doing a better job than they have in the past. The problem with soft skills is they're not, as you said, they're not quantifiable. They're really, you can't really measure empathy. You can't really measure charisma or, you know, the, someone's ability to communicate. You know? um, so they struggle because they, you know, B schools, business schools are built on grading systems and grading economies. How do you measure this stuff? And how do you measure it accurately and compare Y person to X person at this at this really kind of emotive or or interpersonal level. That's the first thing. I think the second thing, again, I, that business schools sometimes get trapped in, and Warren Buffett has pointed this out, is that they they value complex thinking rather than critical thinking. And sometimes the easiest sure. solution to a problem is the easiest solution to the problem. <laughs> Rather than trying to overcomplicate and analyze it to death, sometimes the real problem that you're trying to address is a human problem or a communication problem, and the easiest solution is that solution. So, you know, teaching critical thinking is different than teaching complex thinking. And I think what business schools need to get back to is, as we're suggesting here, is that really, you can get, tell somebody how to read spreadsheets, how to build budgets, how to do you know um, cost analysis and risk analysis. Everybody can learn that. What people can't learn necessarily is how to talk to people and how to have communication and how to listen effectively and how not to listen just to speak. So I think sometimes business schools turn try to turn business into something far more complicated than it really is, because leadership is really about leading people. You know, business is about developing products and services that people want to buy. Leadership is about 
getting the people aligned to deliver those products and services. And they're very different animals. And I think um, as business schools start to get that feedback from the market, they're going to adjust more and more effectively. Folks, we have been joined today by Clay Dyer, uh, speaker, author, coach, <laughs> uh, and everything else. A great guy. Clay, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about the soft skills and, and how that it impacts corporations. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time, Fred. You bet.